Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Natch 20 Review! Episode whatever, I don't care anymore. Um, you, you, you typically don't even mention the episode you, the Yeah, you know what the episode number is by looking at it. Anyways, today we are going to be reviewing Dungeon Roll. The dungeon lies before Not you. Not dungeon dice. Not dungeon dice. The dungeon lies before you. You've assembled your party of hardy adventurers and have a few tricks up your sleeve. How far will you go to seek glory and fame? Will you risk losing everything? In Dungeon Roll, the player's goal is to collect the most experience points by defeating monsters, battling the dragons, and amassing treasure. Each player selects a hero avatar, such as a mercenary, half-goblin, or enchantress, which provides them with unique powers. The players take turns being the adventurer who boldly enters the dungeon seeking glory. The adventurer assembles their party by rolling seven party dice, while another player serves as the dungeon lord and rolls a number of dungeon dice based on how far the adventurer has progressed through the dungeon. The adventurer uses champion, fighter, cleric, mage, thief, and scroll faces on the party dice to defeat monsters such as oozes, skeletons, to claim treasure inside chests, to revive down companions with potions. The adventurer claims treasure by taking a token at random from inside a treasure chest-shaped game box. All this fighting in the dungeon is certain to attract the attention of the boss, the dragon. When three or more dragon faces appear on the dungeon dice, the adventurer must battle the dragon. Defeating the dragon is a team effort requiring three different companion types. After three rounds, the players add up their experience points and retire to the end to celebrate their exploits and to plan their next foray into the next deadly dungeon. And in that blurb, I've described the entirety of the game. It's not a complicated game. Nope, not a complicated nope. game. Hello, everybody. Uh, I should have introduced us first. I'm John. With me today is... Pookie. Units. And Shadow Chorus. I'm also Sinstaku. I introduced myself as John, though. Uh, yeah, so we are reviewing Dungeon Dice. Um, yeah, so Dungeon Dice is a cooperative game for any number of players. Uh, specifically, how many heroes are there? Let's see. It is a cooperative game for... Sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six. I feel like I'm missing a few. No. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Yes, I am. Eight player. Up to eight players because there are only eight heroes. Uh, revolving around us rolling dice and doing exactly what the description just said. It's a very simple game. Um, the objective is to get the most ex- is to have the most experience points of all the players here uh, at the end of three rounds. And you gain experience by defeating dragons and by delving further and deeper into the dungeon. Uh, you can potentially get, if you're really good, you can get ten levels into a dungeon. I think I've only done that once in the number of times that I've played this game. It's quick, it's easy, It like it grand total takes 15 to 30 minutes to play a full game with four people. So, you know, it's, it's really small. Um... The heroes all do interesting things, and there's a, you know, it, it's not much more to it. So let's start with first impressions. Well, we probably want to explain the mechanics of monsters, treasures, and dragons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's so do that. We briefed over them in the blur. Explain the game. So, uh, the game consists of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dice, seven white die, seven black die, and a big black D10. Uh, as the adventurer, you roll the seven white die. And they come up with a variety of faces. They have a pair of crossed green swords to represent a fighter, a purple mask to represent a rogue, a gray hammer to represent a cleric, a blue wizard hat to represent a mage, a golden uh, sort of paladin templar helm to represent a champion, and an orange scroll to represent a magic scroll. Um, you roll up seven of these, and with those as your resources, delve into a dungeon. 
Every level on the dungeon is represented by a number on the D10, starting at 1, ending up at 10. And at each level, the dungeon the uh, dungeon rolls the black dice in consecutively higher numbers until they get to 7, and then for the last three for the last three levels, they just roll 7. The dungeon might be just a tiny bit racist. Dungeon might be tiny, just a tiny bit racist. It might be. Um, on the dungeon dice, there is a dragon face, which goes immediately to the dragon's lair until there are three of them. There are goblins... Uh, which are the which are the uh, enemies that fighters are meant to kill? There are the slimes, which are the enemies that uh, mages are meant to kill. There are the skeletons, which are the enemies that clerics are meant to kill. There are the treasure chests, which are the enemies that rogues are meant to kill. Oh, AKA open. <laughs> AKA open. There are potions to revive down uh, downed uh, allies, um, and the champion can kill all of them. And that's the full extent of the information on the dice. There are also hero cards, which uh, after you get five experience, level up from their normal form to a more advanced form, changing the way they play a little bit. All of the heroes have a static ability and a tap ability. Uh, let, let, let's clarify this a bit. Uh, if your hero matches the monster type, they can kill any number of those monsters that are in the dungeon. Yeah. If they do not, they can still kill one yes. at the expense of the die. Yes. Like the, you expend the die to kill... Either any number of their matching of their matching opponent or one of one that they don't match. Exactly. Uh, all the heroes have unique and different abilities that rep that are all of none of them are like super overpowered compared to the rest. Uh, they're all fairly useful and utilitarian. Um, and then you have little uh, also the uh, treasure that you can find can either be stored or kept for experience at the end of the game or spent for various effects there is a treasure representing each of the hero types there is a treasure representing a potion there's a treasure representing a scroll there are dragon scales which are worth bonus points if you have if you have them in pairs and there are town portals which can get you out of a dungeon if you couldn't otherwise beat the beat the floor or are worth multiple experience points at the end of the game anything else i'm missing um uh, what happens when you fill the dragon's lair when you, I, I said yeah, that. No, when, you like, yeah, when you fill, yeah, when you fill, when there are three dragons in the dragon's lair, a dragon comes out. You know, you don't. There's more to it than that. I read it in the description. Yeah, yeah it takes three classes to defeat the dragon. Three separate that, classes. That one was in the description. Yeah, three separate the, classes. That, can, that can get lost in the blurb when you're reading. That's it. fair. Three separate. You have three separate hero types to defeat a dragon, and then when you defeat a dragon, you get a piece of treasure and one experience point, which compared to normal experience gains for killing a dragon in D and D, is very low. Though, you, considering uh, you get XP for each level of a dungeon, you you defeat going down. So if you we we typically got to level four or five, plus maybe a dragon. Yeah, or or two or three dragons in my case. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fairly simple game. So let's, again, let's let's start with first impressions. Holly, what'd you think? Um, I loved it. I think this is actually the easiest for me to learn, or this game has been the easiest okay. for me to learn and the fastest. Yeah. Because it's very basic. It's, it's rolling color dice. Matching. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's color, color matching. matching. <laughs> um, I think it was a lot of fun. In fact, I, it's a game I would love to like keep playing. Yeah. It's fast. It's easy. It's a lot of fun to play with friends. And I think it's really just more of a game of chance. Mm-hmm. It's not as much a strategy game. Like, there's a little strategy to it, but really it depends on what the dice roll. Yeah. It's, it's working with what you've been given rather than planning out from the start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really plan with this game. Um, it's dungeon-themed Farkle. That was my first impression. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it's very much risk-rewards. Do I keep going? 
Um, you know, can I make another level of the dungeon to get that extra XP? Um, uh, at the end of the day, I felt like the, the biggest problem with the game is it it felt like it was 20% skill, 80% luck. 80% how the dice came up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. There's 10% luck, 20% skill. That's a copyright strike. Yeah. Don't keep singing. I did. <laughs> anyway, overall, first impression, it was fun to play, but it wasn't engrossing. It, it, it was fun to play because it was social. It wasn't fun to play because the game itself was enthralling. That's fair. It's a very simple game. It's something that you can play quickly and easily. It's uh, it, it's it's definitely not like uh, it's not it's not like a brain teasing kind of game. It's very much you, you roll your dice and you see if you can uh, figure out what to do with the dice that you've got. Um, play around with your hero's ability if you get the chance. Um, like the 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 strategy to it is very minimal. It's mostly resource management. Don't run out of don't blow all your resources before you need to. Um, it's a very simple game. Um, I will I will say that the quality of the materials is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think uh, the thing I can most liken this to is a travel game. Yeah, it's that kind of game that like like it, in the nineties where they had like tic tac toe and chess on magnetic boards and you could play them in the back seat of a car. I mean, on a even, car trip, it even yeah. comes in a travel size chest. Yeah, it even comes in a travel chest. I don't um, think you can play in the, this in the back of a car. Probably not, but it's definitely something that like if you pull over to a rest stop. You could get a get a table. You don't need a whole lot of space. It's very compact. Mm-hmm. It all fits into a very small chest you can put in your pocket if you're wearing cargo pants. Or, or even like you know at a hotel room if you're stopping off on a long trip yep. or whatever. It's like hey, whip this out, play around because you don't want to get into an engrossing game that takes up a lot of room and or time. Yeah, it takes up very little room. Takes up very little time. It's very easy to get in, get out, stop. You don't have to play it all three rounds if you don't have enough time. If you get interrupted, you go, okay, well, who has the most experience now? You win. Haha, done. And it's a great wind-down game. If you've been stressed out, you know, you don't have to think. It's just, roll the dice, oh, that was fun. Boom, 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 boom. Lovely. It's very, it's it's pop. It's a popcorn game. Yeah. It's a popcorn game. You know, it's it's forgettable, but fun. Uh, and I think that's, that's, that's one of the few cases mm-hmm. that I would say being forgettable is a positive aspect of the game. Because it's not meant to be something that engrosses you forever. It's something that you'd like to play, be willing to play more of it. Um, but if you know, if you don't have time, you don't have time. Um, I want to talk about the the material aspect. These are one of the things I, I really like about it uh, is the, the the quality of the dice. These are really nice dice. They're not just laser etched. They are in. They're in embedded. They're, yeah. They're molded um, dice. Yeah. They're they're molded beautiful. sort of a heavy resin dice. They're not. They're not like plasticky. Um, they're really nice. Um, so let's talk about negatives. What's 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 one thing you didn't like about the game? Uh, one thing I didn't like was look at this card. Uh, how um, like certain like fighters, rogues can um, like one of them can take down however many of goblins. Each thing, or, yeah. yeah. It really doesn't come up much. Yeah, no, it's so it's so it, random. We used it once or twice throughout the two games that we played. It is it is one of those things where it's sort of uh it do, it's not really relevant yeah, most of the time. The, the most you tend to get is two with one die, which yeah. is which is a value proposition. But unless you roll all of the same, it doesn't really come up a lot. We use the special abilities on our card more than we would use this. Yeah. And I feel like that was the biggest problem with people like the Battle Mage, because their static ability is mages can be fighters, and fighters can be mages, but the classes are largely irrelevant, so whatever. Yeah, 
Uh, ex- except for in rare cases, that, that that's that's true, and that's a fair gripe. For me, uh, that, that was my big gripe, but uh, my other big gripe is just the randomness, because you can go through your dungeon and, like, all three different monster types come up on floor three, and unless you have a reroll or something, oh, i got to spend all my resources on it, um, or I rolled a bunch of scrolls in my opening party, and scrolls, what scrolls do is they, they let you force a reroll, but they're not characters, and so having one scroll is nice to make a reroll. Having three scrolls, really bad. Unless you're the Enchantress. Unless you're the Enchantress. Um, so that was a feel bad, and then the other thing is, you know, we'd have one dungeon where, like, three different monster types on floor three, and then the next person would be like, oh, level one, oh, look, it's a potion. Level two, it's a potion in a chest. It's all good things for me. Yeah. Yeah, and that never happened to me. It mostly happened to Shadow Chorus. Shadow Chorus and Dice have, have a thing. It's a, it's a black magic hex. I, I had no control over and it. And I was rolling his dice. Um, in all honesty, I don't really have any complaints about this game that aren't intentionally part of the game. Like My biggest problem with the game is that it's so simple, I just kind of breeze through it and it doesn't really occupy me. But that's kind of the point. Yeah, it's not meant to be an occup- It's not meant to be a mentally occupying game. It's like that's that's it's not the kind of game that I crave to play, but it's not really meant for me. So it, it my only complaint is that it doesn't really cater to me, which is fine. It doesn't have to. What Shadow Chorus is saying is that he feels like he's better than all the rest of us. <laughs> <and laughs> this would... game is trivial. Uh, no, I, I I actually agree with that. Um, that is, while it. It, my my biggest compliment to the game is also my biggest complaint. It's a popcorn game. Yeah. You know, it's it's not very complex. It's not very intuitive. I mean, it's very intuitive. It's not very complex. It's not very deep. There's not a whole like it's it's surface level all the way through. Um, you can't really call it a gateway game either because it doesn't lead to anything. No, it really. I mean, it uh, it leads to uh, a dicing habit if you really like to gamble. Um, <laughs> I will say I do like I do like the art assets of yeah. like the the little item pieces and etc. Yeah, so let's 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 uh, so pretty much I think universally we're all agreed our our complaints are that it's too simple. It's too simple uh, for the most part. It's too random. Too simple. Too random. Actually, the text yeah. from the One Ring. Um, Just about. So yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about the materials. So the the very first thing you notice about this game is the dice. The, the, the dice are the core component. The dice are the core component of the game, and they are lovingly crafted. They are a very heavy resin. Uh, they're molded. They are unique. A unique mold. Um, the D sixes they could not use a normal D six mold for these. They had to custom make it. Same thing with the D ten. The D10. Well, the, the D10. Well, the D10 counts up from one in a very unique font, and then has a dragon instead of a ten. But that's something that zero. another game might be able to dragon. Dragons are iconic enough, and the font is nothing. You know, it's kind of a, a, a torn, shredded font. It you might find a use for the D10. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's, it's also, it's a, also bigger. a spin down. It's also yeah, it's a spin down D10, and it's a little bigger than normal, so yeah. it's not. It's not one you'd pick. It's not one you'd throw in with your normal dice no. for uh, for for rolling D and D. Um, the outside of that though, like that seems to be where the majority of the cost of the game went was to the dice. Which, be fair, it's the core mechanic. Um, There's eight the, pictures. The yeah, there there are basically eight picture, eight unique pictures. Um, well, uh, for the eight unique change. character pictures. For the characters, yeah. There's so there's the eight characters are the battle mate or the, the spell sword, the enchantress, the minstrel, the the mercenary, the crusader, 
the knight, the half goblin, the half goblin, and the occultist, and the occultist, all of whom level up into the battle mage, the beguiler, the bard, the commander, the paladin, the dragon slayer, the chieftain, and the necromancer. With the same art. With the same art. Just a different. Level. It's a Color. it's it's a full art card with a little box text on the bottom that says what it does, and a box text on the top, and on the lower level side. It's wood with parchment attached to it, and on the higher level side, it's metal with parchment attached to it. It's not like that. Like the art all that changes, all that changes on the art is the text boxes. And the art, the art is fine, but if you found like a college art student could have been commissioned to do this for for not oh, yeah. super much. Yeah, it, it's, the, it's the, nothing. The, it's decent. It's not remarkable. And it's not unique. It's not as good as some of the other games we have played. No, no, certainly not. Um, in addition to that, it also comes with these little token clue cards, uh, which tell, which give you a breakdown of what uh, what hero is good against what enemy type, uh, what the dragons do, what the scrolls do, what the potions do. And the backside. And on has the backside, it has a list of the uh, list of the artifacts. There's town portal, which uh, lets you collect experience equal to the current dungeon level and escape the dungeon, or is worth two experience points at the end of the game. The Vorpal Sword, which can be used as a fighter. Dragon Bait, which transforms all remaining monsters into dragon faces. Talisman, can be used as a cleric. The Ring of Invisibility clears all dice from the Dragon's Lair, but does not count as defeating the dragon. Scepter of Power can be used as a mage. The Potion revives one party die from the graveyard, and, and you get to choose its face. The Thief's Tool can count as a thief. The Scroll can be used as a scroll. And the Dragon Scale, each pair of Dragon Scales is worth two additional experience at the end of the game. It's probably worth noting why the Town Portal is relevant, because if you don't have enough dice to properly clear a level of the dungeon, you are forced to flee and not collect any experience for no matter how far down the dungeon you've gone. Yes, so if you go Super Greed mode and go into a four-dice area with only three with only three heroes, and all four dice are unique so you can't clear it, you lose that experience. Um... So yeah, that is that is that is worth noting. Um, it also comes with two booklets. One is a small booklet that has the full card art of each character, as well as a little bit of, bit of a backstory and their special and their specialties um, for both their not leveled up and non leveled up uh, sides. And it comes with a rules booklet which tells you what the components are, which are seven white party dice, seven black dungeon dice, one ten sided level die. 36 treasure tokens, 24 experience tokens, 8 hero cards, 4 player aid cards, 1 rulebook, and 1 book of heroes. The rulebook, which I'm reading right now. And neither of these books are bigger than, what, 6 by 4? Yeah, they're, 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 you know, they're business card size. The, the item, the item chips are, are fairly basic. They're little, they're little cardboard chips. Um, they got the artwork of the item on, on one side, and then on the other side they've got this this uh, little picture of a dragon coin with some really bad Latin on it, like in Dargon con in, in, confidimus. In, in Dagron we trust. Yes. In, in Dargon nos confidimus. In, in in Dagron we trust. Um, and then so and the experience tokens are literally just double sided numbers. One side's a one, one side's a three, one side's a three, one side's a five. Don't one side's a... flip your score tokens. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was another one side's a one, one side's a ten. I yeah. accidentally flipped a few of my uh, experience tokens. tokens and lost experience or yes. gained experience. It was weird. No, yeah. I lost. Yeah. Um. So flipping flipping around your you know your experience tokens because they're double sided and the the two sides are different values, uh, can cause some problems with the game. And then the, the 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 biggest the literally biggest part of this game is the box it comes in, which is a treasure chest, a small handheld treasure chest. 
It's about fist size. It's about, well, fist well, size well, for, for me. For someone with big fists. I mean, I can hold it. Every, everybody here can hold it in one hand. It's not big. It's also made of cardboard. It's, it's yeah. not made of nice yeah. cardboard. Either. It's no. made of slightly thick, very cheap cardboard, and it has a magnet in it. Um, and in it, and in it resides all the treasure of the game. How much did you say you paid for this? I paid twenty bucks for this. Well, it's listed at twenty bucks, and it's not. You probably got it. You probably found it in a bargain bin for like ten. No, it was on a shelf. It was not in a bargain bin. I paid full price. Okay. Uh, it, I found it. I found it on a shelf at Barnes and Noble. I would not pay twenty dollars for it. Honestly, with with the materials, I would say I know that the dice are really nice, but. That's where all of their expenses coming in. Is that if they had just done basic laser etching on the dice and yeah. not had to custom mold them and dropped it to ten or fifteen dollars, I would be much more inclined to consider buying it. Yeah. That's fair. If it were ten bucks, I'd buy. I'd go out and buy it. Now, I have played this a lot. It is a. It is a really. You know, it is a fun time killer, and it's certainly fun to do. Like I've played it on. Uh, I took it up with me to Desert Bus, and I played it in the dorms just to kill time. Uh, I played it on the ferry uh, from coming from back from uh, Victoria I, back I, from I, Victoria to. As, as you mentioned, this is kind of a travel game, and so yeah. depending on how much you travel, your mileage may vary. Yeah, if it's not a game where you sit down at your house and play it very often, but it is because it's so small and portable. It is something that you can take with you. You can take it with you instead of a checkerboard. Yeah, basically. If I can run a quick comparison, though. Boss Monster 2, which we reviewed last week, was not a lot bigger, because it was flatter, cost $5 more, Mm -hmm. and was a much more engrossing game. Yes, certainly. And so that's where the biggest thing is. But Boss Monster 2 also required a lot more table space. It did. It did. But I'm just saying, money to value proposition... You know, it's not... uh, Definitely not getting good EV buying this. Especially... As much effort as they put in the dice, and as little effort as they put into like the tokens or anything else, it's it's not a bad game. It's just not a great game, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably the most damning thing we can say about it. <laughs> it's, it's a fine like, game. It's it's a it, fine it, game. It, it might actually have been a better statement if we said this game is so awful you should try it just to hate it. It's yeah, I mean it's because it, it's not awful. It's not remarkable. It's not it's not bad in any particular way. It's just also not fantastic in any particular way. So, there's that. That's that's Dungeon Roll. Uh, I believe this is going to mm-hmm. indeed top out as our shortest review ever. But uh, let's go ahead and get to our review fun. scores. Tasty Minstrel eh. Games, you made a... You made a eh eh game. game. You made a middling game. I give it a B+. Plus. B+. Plus? Really? It's, yeah. It's easy to learn, it's fun, but it's nothing amazing. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Um, I give it a solid C. It's... Not remarkable, but it, despite any critique we give it, it's actively fun to play. Mm-hmm. I will not say, no, I don't want to play that game. It's, oh, okay, why not? We'll yeah. burn 15 minutes. I, I give it to be minus. It, it does what it set out to do. It does it with a weird price point, and it does it with some weird materials, but it does what it set out to do. It's ultimately fun. It accomplished its goal. And if someone says, hey, let's play Dungeon Roll, I'll play some Dungeon Roll. I'm gonna give it a solid C plus. Um, I think, I think there's definitely an argument for it for it being a C, um, in that it is middle of the road, average, mediocre game, but it is fun. It is some. I would rather play this than Checkers. 
yes. I would yeah. I would rather play this than a wide variety of other considered travel games. I would rather play this than tic tac toe. I would rather play this than checkers. Most of the time, I would rather play this than chess. I would, you know, there's there's a, there's a wide variety of games that I would rate fairly good, and and would say I'd rather play this than them, because it is fun. It's 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 fun in the same way that other games are fun, and that there's that's that social element to it that sort of adds a little bit of a pantomime to it and makes it. Would you rather play this fun. than Scrabble? Yes, I would rather play this than Scrabble. Um, what about Mahjong? Yes, I would rather play this than Mahjong. Okay, just gonna list games now. Just list other games that I'd rather play that I'd rather play this than. Uh, yeah, I mean, so in that book, all the old-fashioned games. Yeah, in that I'd rather play this than Monopoly. Oh, yeah. oh god! Here's a question: Would you rather play this than other dice games like Liar's Dice? I'd rather play Liar's Dice. Liar's Dice is a great game. But but yeah, I mean, getting off topic slightly, I think it's 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 an above average game okay and it's especially especially an above average travel game because the average travel game i would rate it like a d so you know it's definitely a really good travel game but yeah so that's dungeon roll uh hope this was useful it took us about as long to review the game as it took to play it how much is it tra- how much is a travel chess set a travel chess set? You can, can get them at the dollar store. Yeah, you can get they them at the suck. dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking it up. They're, they're, they're little plastic magnetic boxes. Like, like, I'm wondering what the price point would be between other travel games and, and Dungeon This World. is more expensive. More expensive than most other travel games. I figured as much. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we're, we're getting a price 12, comparison. 12, 12, bucks. 12 bucks, so $8 more than a travel chess set. Um, And also takes up less room. Mm. That's that's the key part is that it takes up a lot less room than a lot of other games. You can quite literally just like <clears throat> if you have a backpack, it'll fit in the drink holder. Yeah, it'll fit in the drink holder or you or a cup holder. In fact, you could play this in a car using the cup holder. <laughs> you could indeed use a cup holder. I in a don't car. recommend the driver playing with the cup holder. Why not? <laughs> if you have a problem. So that's no no. So that's been Dungeon Roll. Uh, thank you all very much for joining us. We are, we have been Final Show Films. Uh, if you like what we do, you can check out all the content that we create. We create a wide variety of content every day of the week at our website at finalshowfilms.com. And if you like, and if you'd like to support us, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com/fsfilms. We can only do what we do thanks to the generous patrons that support us. Uh, you can be just as generous as Antitonic and Chris Comfort, our twenty-five dollars supporters, uh, just by going to our Patreon page. Even a dollar is enough to help us continue making more content, and we appreciate every one of them. So thank you all very much. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.